Hey moms, welcome to the very first episode of Drive Like a Mother podcast. I am your host, Ivy Harris. You may be saying, Ivy Harris? Never heard of her. Who is that? (laughs) You know what's beautiful about that? We get to start a wonderful relationship. The purpose of me starting this podcast is to create a platform, a space, if you will, that allows successful moms to share how they balance achieving goals while being a mom, wife, and a host of other things to so many other people. And that is not an easy feat. All right. A little bit about me. I dream big. I work hard. I grind till I own it. All right, psych, no, that's, that's the Beyonce line from Formation. <laughs> but I vibe her so hard. I'm a passionate, educated black woman who enjoys new experiences and living life to the absolute fullest. I'm married and I have three handsome sons, ages five, eight, and five months. I heard some of y'all say, oh, that's so sweet. And to that, I say, thank y'all. <laughs> like all of you, I have drive. Drive like a mother. Drive to be successful drive to live the life of my dreams and drive to connect with other like-minded moms all right so that's enough about me on to you today i have a boss mom she has three kids owns a restaurant and a catering company she is a real estate investor and a realtor that's a mouthful all right pause (laughs) but more than that she is such a giving person and has the kindest spirit please welcome johnny daniels to the podcast Woo! Hello, hello, hello. Thank Jaya, you for having me. Jaya, thank you so much for being here to share your wisdom and for supporting me. All right, so tell us tell us your story. How did, how did you grow up? What happened in your life that led you to entrepreneurship? So entrepreneurship um, is something that I've been thinking of, something that I had been thinking about for a while. Um, it really started when I had my first son. I begged my husband not to go back to work. Um, I was a teacher at the time. And I just couldn't see myself putting Jalen, who was our first kid, into into daycare, into the daycare system. Um, so I begged him not to go back to work, and he said, "Not a problem, but you have to find a way to supplement what we what you earn, right? What you make, what you bring in." Um, so he was born in 2007, and I started our first um, home daycare. It was called Jalen's Jubilant Jungle. Um, we had six kids, including him, that came to our home that I was responsible for, and that really sprung board uh, entrepreneurship for us. It was a way for us to control um, our schedule. It was a way for me to be able to stay at home with my son. And it was a way for us to still earn what we needed to earn, but still have the flexibility that we wanted to have or that I wanted to have at the time. Um, I then went back to teaching in 2008 and was teaching until 2012. Um, In 2011, we had a tragedy. My husband's sister was murdered the age of 27. Her name is Rose. And so we really started looking at life a little bit differently. Um, One of the things that happened immediately after her passing was me choosing to leave the school that I was had been at for a number of years. Um, Because you just realize that life is short, right? Or life can be short. (laughs) Um, And so I wanted something that wasn't as personal, a place that wasn't I wasn't as personally connected to, right? So teaching was definitely a love and a passion, but I chose to move on from that particular school and move on to a different school. So in 2012, I did go to a different school, um, which taught me a lot and I wasn't as personally connected to, but unfortunately, they had a number of teachers that they had to lay off. So by the end of 2012, they had laid me off in April, which was devastating. I remember it was Friday, April 13th, so Friday the 13th. 
they sat me down. They laid me off. It was it was heartbreaking for me at the moment, but it allowed me once again to go back and figure out what exactly am I supposed to be doing? You know, is this the direction that I'm supposed to be going in? Um, you know, are there other things that we could be doing at the time? And so I pulled my son out that Friday of school, of daycare. He was two. My, my youngest at the time was two. Pulled him out of daycare and realized that with um, being laid off and the, the unemployment and the severance pay that I was receiving, that I could, I could afford to stay home for a little while and kind of regroup Well, unfortunately, on that Monday, I had an accident. We were in the middle of renovating um, our home, um, our new home, which was my husband's family house um, that had endured a fire and and, and needed some work on it. So we were, I was at the granite yard with my son, my two-year-olds at the time, and um, just looking at the sample of granite and had a trip and fall accident and fell onto some granite in which I split my head open. Wow. So from going from a Friday, you know, figuring out like what are you supposed to be doing what you know what's the next plan and kind of being devastated to a monday where forget devastated about a job you're devastated about how you look and the subconscious feelings of your face has just been split open and and just all the different emotions that go with it um this coming only months maybe six months after this or at the time yeah maybe more like eight months after this tragedy it just kind of put a whole lot of things into perspective that I didn't realize was formulating for me. Of course. Um, so obviously I went to the hospital, my husband was really concerned, and luckily it was all more physical, um, which is hard for a woman, right? A mom who is has two kids and is trying to figure things out and, and feels rejected because being laid off, let's face it, you feel fired and you feel rejected. And then you have a trip and fall accident that makes you feel not pretty, right? And so you're going through all these different emotions. Um, and so I opted not to go back to work that September um, and just spend some time really regrouping and figuring out like what's p- supposed to be the next move. Was when you had that accident and when you were laid off, was there any part of you that said, maybe this is a sign that I need to go back to entrepreneurship? Because you can be in your feelings and you can say, oh my gosh, like poor me, like I was laid off, now I hurt myself. You know, was there a part of you deep inside that said, you know what, this is a sign that I need to go back to entrepreneurship because that felt good? Or So there was, but I didn't really know how to monetize it at the time. So what okay. I realized was I loved going to the site and watching our house being built. <clears throat> And I think in the back of my head, I had this like development dream, like, oh, what it must be like to like be the driver of building buildings or, you know, reconstructing spaces. But it was still like a very HGTV kind of dream type of, you know, that doesn't happen for someone like me. And and again, I didn't necessarily know how to monetize on it. So it wasn't part of the immediate plan. Um, I think I was more in the woe is me, you know, phase of things and just saying, I'm going to take the next few months, figure it out. So I didn't go back to work. My son was going into kindergarten at the time. Put my other son back into um, daycare. Um, I'm sorry, he was actually going into preschool. So I was happy about that. He was in preschool. My older one was in now in kindergarten, walking distance. Um, and I just kind of took some time to say, like, well, what do I do now, right? The 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 big blessing was that I was still getting paid, right? So I didn't have my husband in my ear saying, like, he was in my ear, but it wasn't as strong of, like, okay, so what are we doing to supplement? Where is that um, money? Where is the money, right? So at the time, I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to give myself a little bit of time to, like, figure it out. And then we were just at home one night, and I was like, you know, we thought about entrepreneurship before, 
Um, I'm getting over this feeling that I'm never going to be look the same. Cause I wasn't able to get the plastic surgery because of the way that the, the fall hit and everything. And so that took a little while to kind of just get over, right, that that feeling. Um, and now I'm like, okay, what do we do now, Des? And I said, you know, you always wanted a food truck, which I was always against. Food truck, I'm like, who does that, right? Who gets a food, a food truck? Where I'm all about food trucks. <laughs> I'm all about food. So he was all about food trucks, right? He's like... I think we could do this. Uh, he was a, a teacher, but he was an aspiring administrator at the school district. And I'm like, Des, I need you to really be making the money, right? Like, I don't have time for you to go and have this food truck hobby. Like, what is that? Okay, you see the food trucks, but this is not a real thing, right? Not something we can monetize. So then at this time, I'm sitting down with him and I'm like, you know, we've had a really rough year and a half. You know, there's just been a lot of things that are happening. Um, I think it's time maybe to explore entrepreneurship. What are we going to invest in first? And so at the time I was like, I had this idea that has been brewing for a long time from the daycare days of having an arcade bounce house type of place. And so we were like, we could do that or we could do this food truck idea. Right. And um, I think what I realized now, you know, years later is that I was afraid of doing the my idea. So I took his idea and I was like, let me run with it. I can make your dreams happen, right? And they can be a part of my dream. Um, that's a mom. Let's, let's, that's let's a put wife. mine on hold because, you know, I'm not really sure how that's going to work. I'm not sure how we're going to monetize it, but people need to eat, right? So maybe a food truck was a great idea. So I start looking into it um, and realize that building a food truck and building a brand for food is very similar to brick and mortar. Like there was very little differences. And I said, if we're gonna go all in on a food truck, let's just open up a restaurant, right? If we're gonna be crazy, let's go all the way in. Um, so we started making the business plan or I started making the business plan, all the, you know, the wording and, and we'd be home, he'd come home from work and from six o'clock until 12 midnight, we were just grinding and working and thinking and planning and thinking and planning and going to meetings and all these different things. And um, in January of 2013, um, I decided to pull my son out of kindergarten. Wow. Um, he just wasn't getting the best education. I said, Des, I'm gonna homeschool him. I have this great opportunity. I'm building our business. I've convinced him I'm not going back to work. Hold on. Yes. You're building a business and you decide to homeschool your son. Yes. Uh, crazy, right? Because that's what we do. Because so we're crazy. I'm just going to let everybody know to homeschool your kid, you have to come up with curriculum. That curriculum has to be approved by the school district. And then you then you can homeschool your child. Until then, you can't. So th that means Johnny Daniels decided wait, to. Wait, wait. Before you go there, yeah. I did. Do, I went through a virtual. Okay. Um, virtual academy okay. that does sub supplement oh, that's the great. curriculum. Okay. Because you're right. I but found even that still. That was, yeah, it was super challenging. Homeschooling your child is is challenging. Especially yes. at five where like he's curious and oh, he's active gosh. and he wants to do all these things. Yes. But it really did come to a head when we were hearing some of the language he was coming home with or that, the, you know, I volunteered a lot. So I'm seeing this poor woman who's walking distance to my house with 32 kids in her class. And she kept saying, Jalen really belongs in first grade. And I said, no, Jalen really belongs in a setting and where he can grow. It's yes, he's smart, but he's not, you know, overly intelligent. The problem is you're overwhelmed, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have an assistant. You have too many kids. He's not going to do any better in first grade. He's just going to, you know, um, fall by the wayside there as well. So I opted to pull him out and really just, you know, think through where we send him for first grade because this can't be it. This can't be the way. Um, so instead of 
going traditional route of schooling, we um, he went with me to all my meetings. He did his curriculum. You know, he learned, you know, the states and the and, and the continents. And I, I did all the curriculum that I needed to do with him. He had was already reading before that. Um, so I just kept pushing him. And he was at with me at the bank. He was with me at the meetings. He was with me wherever I went. He went. That's school um, in itself. Yeah, absolutely. He learned how to be in a corner <laughs> at a bank and over here right so Jalen's really been sparked since five you know so anything he does I'm like he was born for this he was literally hearing it um so young firsthand mm-hmm. right he's getting firsthand experience absolutely and what it takes to start a business which is great yeah yeah so then we just kept building again my husband's still working <laughs> every day um at the school district um, at this time he was at a charter school and he um he finally left when we were in the middle of renovations of our first location. So that was, it opened August of 2013. Rose Petals Cafe, shout out. Yes. Um, opened uh, August 6, 2013, but we had been working on it, like I said, from the end of 2012 until we got right into renovations around May of 2013. Um, and then about a year later, I said, if we're going to be crazy, once again, like let's go all in or nothing at all, right? So. If we're going to dream, let's dream big. And so that's when I decided I was going to get my real estate license. So about a year later is when I finally became a realtor um, because I felt it was the best direction. I'm a paperwork person, right? So like I just have to understand the contracts, the paperwork, all those things. And so I'm more of the background person as it is. Mm-hmm. I really needed to understand how does somebody become a developer? Like wh- how do they get there? Right. There was no education I could do. There was no schooling. There was no degree certificate that I can get to, to say like you're officially a real estate developer. So I was yes. like the only way I knew to get there was to say let me get my license help other people yes. do it and then I can learn along the way how to start becoming an investor myself. Yes. And then also I think that you're learning behind the scenes of even commercial, right? Because Absolutely, because you know, we had a commercial you got, space. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. So as as entrepreneurs and as business restaurant owners, you guys are basically teaching yourselves the whole thing, Absolutely. right? So when you're looking for spaces for your second and third restaurant, then you know the behind the scenes and and what it takes and what it costs to to rent out, you know, you know the building and what the fees are and how much it costs to buy yeah. a building and all those things. So yeah. I think that's a really smart move. It was definitely a lesson, you know, <laughs> all the way around from having a building to being able to help other people um, do something similar. What I learned was you just get a lot more respect because you were already doing something, right? Right. So now they're like, well, she can do a business, then she can help me do X, Y, and Z. Um, Wow. So, you know, anybody can start a business, but sustaining that business and making a living while providing employment to other people, um, that's hard to do. Walk us through the process of, of when you guys decided to hire other employees. Um, so honestly, it started from the very beginning of building rose petals. Um, my husband, so Desmond is very much a person who believes in having a great team behind you, right? He never starts anything and says, oh, I don't need anyone to be able to do this. It's, it's, so he taught me how to do that, right? Because I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to needing help. And so, um, from the very beginning, we had a restaurant consultant. He was like, I know, I don't know everything. I need to know what I don't know so that I can, you know, I can master that. That's great. So we That's had smart. a restaurant consultant from the very beginning. We had um, we had a, a chef from the very beginning help us with uh, the recipes that he was creating. Um, and then the moment we knew what opening day was, we hired our full staff like a couple of weeks before and did 
full-on training and orientation with them so that we had a team that was super excited about our opening along with the community. Now, was that already a, a pre-set system that you bought as far as the training, or did no. you have to develop the training and the procedures? Developed and continue to develop. I mean, it's still in development. Did you take classes to figure out how to do HR and... Huh. Or did you say, you know what, I am going to build this procedural thing based on codes and all that? So I definitely tapped into the city for just understanding how to properly open a business. Uh Um, And I had to tap into a whole bunch of different resources for that. Wow. Um, I went to workshops. Desmond Mm -hmm. went to did some culinary training so that he can really understand how to run the back of the house and how a kitchen is run um, properly and and the most functionally. Um, So we certainly educated ourselves, but there wasn't one go to, hey, this is the ABCs of, you know, Mm -hmm. opening a restaurant and Mm -hmm. this is everything that you need to do. And we hit some snags. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our education in in education was critical as well. So I agree. You know, um, Desmond's experience in in education and um, He's he's a former engineer, so that's what his degree is in. Mm-hmm. And then my edu- my education within education mm-hmm. and understanding how to teach people, mm-hmm. I think, is what was our bigger driver than anything else. But no, I mean, there, yeah, it's not like a chain where there was a manual and a set kit of this is how you do it and mm-hmm. this is how you do it well. We had to develop it. Wow, and I think being able to compartmentalize also allows you to put on so many hats, right? Right yeah. within the same space because to be able to be the 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 onboarding admin, right, yeah. and the 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 trainer, and also to run that business is that is that's amazing. Um, yeah. All right, so what were some of the hurdles, like your your biggest hurdles that you had you guys had to go go through in order to be successful? Um. I think hurdle number one was definitely financing. You know, you're a new business and no one knows about and what do you think you know about opening a restaurant right Mm -hmm. what do you think you know about um investing in real estate um so i think financing was definitely number one that we were trying to get past and mainly because we just don't believe in starting anything half-ass and then fixing it as you go and that was another big lesson um that I really learned from my husband. You know, I'm like, we can do this. You know, I'm more of a scrape and scrap it together. And he's like, no, we need to do this. We need to do it right. You Mm -hmm. only get one chance at a first impression, right? Just Mm -hmm. like you would say at an interview. So um, I think financing was definitely number one hurdle. We got our, we we did get a a small business loan through the SBA. So that was a huge accomplishment for us um, considering we had no background really. um, Right. Within the restaurant industry. Um, I would say... Second hurdle has been learning roles and responsibilities, really working together as a couple. We are partners in both of our businesses, with the exception of my real estate um, sales, you know, we pretty much partner in everything. So when you're a partner in parenting, a partner in business, and trying to do multiple things, um, that's something that consistently gets worked on mm-hmm. and worked out. Mm-hmm. So it was always my job to go back to work. Um, I probably should have known better, but um, of course, Again, his dream became my dream, and I'm like, I am not going back to a nine to five. Like, I have to figure this out. We have to make this work. So, figuring that part of it out um, was uh, was another hurdle. And I think the last thing has really just been staffing and making sure you can develop and create and, and consistently keep a great team. Um, 
that stops us from growth, honestly, sometimes, you know, making sure that this is a well-oiled machine that has systems in place that keep great people. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're going to segue into real estate. Um, so what interested you most about real estate? I, I know earlier in our conversation, you had mentioned that, that when you were shopping for the restaurant, you saw these buildings and you were mm. thinking about behind the scenes. Is that is that when your interest started to peak for real estate? Um, I think I've always been interested in real estate. Mm-hmm. So Desmond honestly got me here by promising me a dream of owning a home. And we did. We bought a home before we were married in 2006. And um, so I think I've always been interested in real estate and being a, a New Yorker, um, that wasn't possible in New York and he quickly showed me that. So I think I've always been interested in real estate since we I've been here in Philly. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly getting into the restaurant industry and realizing like, oh, if we actually own this, you know, like we did all the work to it. If we own this brick and mortar, it just changes the game for our legacy. So I think that definitely sparked it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we've kind of, I've been definitely interested in it for a while. Um, again, just never thought it'd get past my HGTV dreams. Right, yeah. right. I think that's what sparked my interest. Yeah, HGTV, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. All right, what do you like more? Do you like investing more or being a realtor? Investing, for sure. Why? Because um, I control the outcome. You know, I definitely love matching people to homes and and there's a thrill behind the negotiation of being on the seller side and helping people sell their homes. That's all great. But definitely having the control um, has definitely sparked, is, is definitely more of a passion for me. How much have you sold in real estate? So the last few years, I average between two and three million a year. That's fantastic, especially running a business yeah, on the side absolutely. or full time. Because there's nothing on the side, right? Right. Like everything right. is full time. Everything, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. How do you how do you balance all of these things? How do you balance being a real a restaurant owner, a real estate investor, a mother, and a realtor? Um, so I always say the best balance is being patient with yourself and recognizing that there is no such thing. There is no balance, right? There um it's it's something that I talk to with other friends and family. Um, I think just giving yourself some grace and recognizing that there's days and times that you're going to have to go all in, right? There's definitely sacrifices. There are um, babysitters. There's trips out of town to get your bearings. There's mom guilt, which is always a part of it. No um, matter what you do, no right? No matter what you do, right? I mean, I have mom guilt taking my daughter to school this morning, right? Uh, when she tells me she doesn't want to go. I have mom <laughs> guilt when, you know, my son asks me to come pick him up because he doesn't feel good and I send my mom instead. I mean, there's mom guilt everywhere. So you may as well make your mom guilt count. Right, right? absolutely. Don't have a mom guilt and be going to the job that you hate. Right, right, right absolutely. That Yeah. Um, so I think it really comes back to just focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on at the time, right? So, um Part of it is time management, but I think for me, the balance is just being intentional about your time. Mm-hmm. So it was one of, I sat down with my kid, my boys, my um, cohort 10 and 12 for goals this year. And it was more about just being intentional. Like when we're together, let's be together, right? So in the morning, they're not on the phone, right? In the in the, in the car, um, they spend that time with me. Um, they recognize that me taking them to school, me going from 6.15 in the morning that I, you know, I'm getting them up until 9 o'clock that all of them are dropped off is a sacrifice. And so mm-hmm. them recognizing that and, and making every moment of that count um, is part of my balance, mm-hmm. right? Me saying like, okay, I can't do everything or there are times I have to be away or not with them, but 
every morning I'm with them. You guys right. get me every morning, That's every right. trip, uh, not trip, every um, recital, every concert, um, every con- um, parent-teacher conference. I'm there, right? If I need to pick you up, I'm there. Um, so having that flexibility, in fact, they just told me this morning um, – Somebody was in a rush and uh, had to take my son to the doctor, and they were clearly, like, in a rush. And they were like, oh, man, she's probably going to her job, right? That's why she's in a rush. Like, the kid going to the doctor was an inconvenience. And they were like, but you don't have to rush anywhere, Mom. And I'm like, they're like, I know you work hard, but you got to take me and not have to, like, rush and scurry and have me off to a babysitter. And so they, you know, they're learning to appreciate that. So Mm -hmm. that's my balance because— There is no such thing. There's never going to be a perfect day that right. everyone's needs get met, including mine, including business, including everything else. So it's just making each moment intentional. And I think they have a really good perspective, too, because they see you guys work hard. They, they're, they've been in the restaurant. They've been with you through this process. So seeing that gives another layer of appreciation right. You know, yeah. for them also. Definitely. All right. So what advice can you give moms who are listening um, and want to start her own business or get into real estate? Um, So one of the things I think um, is important is obviously to make a plan. Right. Without a plan, we plan to fail. But um, beyond the plan, I think, is involving your kids. So my kids were three and five when we first opened the restaurant and they were on the site were they there with my husband until one o'clock in the morning no but they were there they knew what we were doing they knew what we were building they were part of it not just for pictures or for the image but they knew what what sacrifices were going on so i think them being a part of it definitely helped with mom guilt um during that time so i would say make a plan and then if you're a mom you have to involve your kids right so that they know what's going on and why you're doing what you're doing um my daughter has come with me on showing she's come with me on construction sites so that's definitely number one Um, advice. Second would be to line up your support. You know, we can't speak about support um, enough. If you don't have a village, then how can you be a mom and do everything else? No one has, um, no one's doing it all on their own, even if it looks like that. So I would say if you want to have have multiple streams of income, then you have to have multiple streams of babysitters. Um, So that... That's smart. (laughs) Right? I like it. I'm going to write that down. (laughs) Oprah would say, that's a tweet. That's a tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that really comes down to um, making sure that you also recognize that these different streams are not, none of them is going to be everything. When my mom tells me no, it hurts my feelings sometimes, right? But then I got to go to my mother-in-law and then I got to go to the, you know, the godparents and I, you know, you keep on kind of going. So just lining that up is important. And then I would say third is to always be ready to execute. So, you know, this is something you and I have been talking about, right? That's right. This podcast That's is right. an example of that. It's like, okay, it's great to plan. It's great to dream. Um, but you have to be ready to execute and then be okay with learning lessons that come with failing, right? So don't talk about anything too long without also having some action behind it. I like it. Um, and and that has boiled down to like all parts of my life. When my husband proposed, he was like, we're getting married in six months. We're not doing a two-year engagement. And That's I'm like, right. What? Okay, Des. <laughs> right? And so, and it was important to him. And so that started to become important to me is like, don't talk about anything too long, right? Um, it's important to teach your kids as well because- if you want to have a three-year engagement, then are you really ready to get married? You know, <laughs> that's right. Um, that is kind of what it boiled down to. So um, same thing with the restaurant. When we said we were ready, we opened. We got into that site in May. We were open by August. We were like, we're not taking three years to open up this restaurant. We're doing it now. And so just being um, ready to actually execute on your plans. That's great. I love all of that. <laughs> okay, so... You've mastered owning a restaurant. You flipped several properties. You sold millions of dollars in real estate. What is next for Johnny Daniels? 
So I think building the empire is just really important to this year. We're really trying to focus on what we want to focus on. I know that sounds silly, but, you know, you can be all over the place. Right. And so um, we want to be a lot more intentional about what are what streams are we trying to grow? We're trying to open up a second location. We're trying to come back to Philly. So, you know, having those things lined up and then saying, OK, we're going to filter out the rest of the noise. Um and really be linear focused on, on the goals that we have. So for us, what's next is making sure that we are in position to open up the next one or two rose petals within the next one or two years. Um, we want to have three in Pennsylvania. So that's definitely a goal for Rose Petals Cafe. Um, in terms of development, we'd like to be able to be in position to buy a building. We'd like at least like an eight um, unit building to start off with. But um, that's our next goal when it comes to real to development and uh, specifically. And then I would say with real estate, just continuing my pipeline. So having those three streams for us is just about growing them intentionally and then knowing what, what's the next step. We're not looking for a 50 unit building, right? We want to start where we know we're ready, what we're ready for. That's right. Um, so just continuing those focus goals. Great goals. Lastly, what is your ultimate dream car? So I am not, unlike you, I'm not a car person, right? I like nice things, but um, I'm not a huge car person. However, and I wonder if my husband knows this, I have dreamt of one car specifically. Tell me what it is. It is um, a Maybach. Okay. That's all I want in my life. I like it. If I have a Maybach, and, I, and I've discussed this with my husband before, right? Um, I, I, I saw it years ago um, on the inside, and I was just like blown away. I don't care about any other car. I, I think the luxury of the inside. Um, I was going to say, of the it's S650. like a hotel room on wheels. It's uh, like the Four Seasons, but a, a car. Yeah. I don't want my kids in it at all. I want to keep my mom car. Like, I don't need them driving. I don't even want to drive it. That's the thing. Yeah. I really want to drive her at that point. You know, like, so you want a Maybach want service sit, car. Yeah. I just want okay. to be in the back seat. I like it. This, doing this my is... work. I'm on my computer. I visual, visualize the whole thing. I'm doing my work in the computer, taking my phone calls. I'm relaxed. It's just very comfy um, and luxury. And yeah. Yeah. Maybach. Bossy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, where can people reach you? Where can people reach me? So cafe-wise, rosepetalscafe.com for sure. Um, that's where we do all of our catering, um, all inquiries, things like that. Um, we are in development of our ABC with D site. So our development company is called The Better Community with Daniels. Mm -hmm. um, so that will definitely be out there within the next month or two so that people can reach us when it comes to real estate, when it comes to development opportunities, whether it comes to business coaching, um, those all those services will be available at abcwithd.com. Um, so that's in the works. And then my phone number, you can always reach me on my phone number, myself, 315-278-3879. Um, reach out to me for any real estate needs or um, any way that I could direct you or help you. That's great. Jaya, I enjoyed every second of this conversation. And as you know, we could talk for hours. Absolutely. Jaya is my mentor and she is my coach. She pushes me to be great. And I love her so much for that. Thank you so much, Jaya. Thank you for having me. Thank you for doing this. You're yes, doing it. we're Getting doing it. it. Yes. Episode one. Holla at your girl. Day. Valentine's love Day. Business, right? All love. Mm -hmm. All right, that sums up our very first episode of Drive Like a Mother. This felt great. Tune in again where we would continue rich, inspiring conversations with amazing moms. Thank you, Janya. Thank you. Peace.